Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Tuesday, as the Chiefs prepare to make their long trip to Germany, we heard from Chairman and CEO Clark Hunt. Awesome. We're here and ready to start whenever you are. <clears throat> okay, great. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this morning. Uh, this is a exciting and historic week for the Chiefs franchise as we prepare to play our first regular season game in Germany this Sunday against the Dolphins in Frankfurt. Uh, we're really looking forward to the trip and the chance to showcase the best of the Chiefs kingdom on the global stage. Sunday's game in Frankfurt is a culmination of several years of work by a great team of people, and it's also a testament to our commitment to expanding the Chiefs kingdom around the world. This game also provides us with another opportunity to bring global attention to Kansas City, which is something we're really proud of. And with that, I will open up uh, to questions. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hi, Clark. How are you doing today? Uh, great. Thank you. Good. Hey, Clark, it's been a year and a half since the Tyreek Hill trade. Has it been worth it from the Chiefs' standpoint? What kinds of things do you use to judge that? And, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah. Well, I think that was a trade that worked out well uh, for both parties. Obviously, Tyreek's an incredible player and has done very well in his time with the Dolphins. Uh, But I also think it benefited the Chiefs, uh, the draft compensation that we received. uh, A lot of that uh, draft capital was used to improve our defense. And I think uh, this year uh, we're, we're seeing that it uh, did indeed work out well. Uh, we've got a number of really talented young defensive players, uh, many of whom were part of that trade. And um, he would obviously still fit in well to what you're doing here. What What's your confidence that that group, wide receivers, mm-hmm. and the passing game in general will be more like what it's been the last few years over the second half of the season? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things we talk about every year uh, at these midseason updates is the importance of the team improving uh, through the course of the season. Uh, in recent years, uh, most of that improvement has been on the defensive uh, side, uh, where we've seen the defense around the middle of the season improve significantly through the playoffs. Uh, this year, I think that story is much more uh, on the receiver room. Uh, we have a young group of receivers, and uh, I think we've watched them uh, grow uh, each week. Uh, I know we obviously had a disappointing performance in Denver this past weekend, uh, but uh, it, it looks like to me those receivers are coming along. And I know Andy and his coaching staff um, are very focused on that, and uh, I, I would expect uh, them to play better as we head towards the playoffs. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. 
Hey, Clark, thanks for doing this. Um, I, I wonder uh, two things, Brad, if you don't mind. Can you describe in a little more detail why this is so important to uh, do this in Germany? What 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 do you think the broader significance of of it is? Yeah, well, uh, this is a very important initiative for the NFL, uh, and that really goes back uh, to the '90s uh, when the NFL uh, was supporting NFL Europe. Um, uh, Germany was one of the best markets in terms of its support for NFL uh, Europe, and I think that helped cultivate a fan base there. Uh, from a long-term perspective, it's important uh, for the league, it's important for the Chiefs uh, to grow the brand on an international basis. Uh, there are only uh, so many fans uh, that uh, can be had in North America, and I think we're seeing it uh, with the other professional sports, both in the U.S. and, and in Europe. Everybody is focused on, on growing their global fan base. It's something that's much easier to do now uh, because of social media, uh, because of uh, the digital delivery of games. Um, so it, it's only something that I think you'll see grow, uh, not only for the Chiefs and National Football League, but for the other sports in the U.S. as well. And just to Go back to one point. I, I, did you go on that 1990 trip? And it, 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 one way or another, what, what do you know about or remember about its significance in, 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 in this and the trip itself? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Vahi, I, I know you're referring to the preseason games, uh, that the NFL, uh, staged, uh, mostly in the 90s. The Chiefs played, uh, twice in Tokyo. Uh, once in Mexico and then uh, once in Berlin uh, in 1990, and, and I did go on that trip. Um, and uh, of course, you know the takeaway, you know, from that trip that, that nobody will ever forget who was there was was the the wall coming down. Um, and uh, you know just what a, a huge moment that was in in global and European history. And for the Chiefs to be there uh, playing an American football game was was very special. Um, you know, that was, you know, during Christian Okoye's uh, heyday. Um, I, I've heard that Christian's going to uh, to be in Frankfurt uh, this weekend. We're, we're glad to have him there uh, helping represent the Chiefs. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Thanks, Brad. And I'll have a couple things, too. Clark, you, you spoke to it a little bit, just that this was a process to have this happen. I know it's a little bit different than the way London looked. I wonder if you could speak to just, you know, the the efforts that this organization went to to, to get Germany as one of its territories uh, in the first place. It, yeah, Sam, you're exactly right. A big difference between now and 2015 is that the NFL has allowed the franchises to bid on and market uh, in certain markets uh, around the world. And the Chiefs have, have the rights to Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, in addition to, to Mexico. Uh, so when, when we went to uh, London in 2015, uh, that was a, a great opportunity for the Chiefs to bring the kingdom uh, to, to the United Kingdom. Uh, it was a home game. One of the things I remember from that game is how being in Wembley Stadium actually felt a little bit like being in GEHA Field at Arrowhead. Um, you know, which I, I was amazed by that. It was it was really red. The the fans, for the most part, were were wearing red. Uh, this, of course, is also a, a home game for us in in Frankfurt, 
and uh, we'll be utilizing our, our game day production. Uh, so I, I expect it to have a, a similar feel uh, on game day. But a big difference is the fact that we've been in the market now for a year and a half uh, marketing. Uh, we, we, we have sponsors. We've done a n- number of activations. Uh, we'll have the championship uh, um, sh- ship available to fans uh, throughout the week as a way to uh, introduce them to what it means to be a Chiefs fan. Um, so it's a much more comprehensive and broad approach than we had in 2015. This this probably speaks to my second question, Clark, but what does the sort of final vision look like in Germany? I'm sure that was encapsulated in the bid that you just mentioned, but what was the vision um, for, you know, getting to this point and then also the future as well? Well, I, I think the a vision in the short to intermediate term is growing our fan base uh, in Germany. And that's something that we've done. Uh, if you look at uh, any of the metrics that that the league follows, whether it's social media, merchandise sales, um, et cetera, uh, we're right at the top of NFL teams uh, in that that regard. Um, and we'll just want to continue grow- growing that. Uh, we're hopeful uh, that the, the new fans we attract uh, will want to watch uh, the Chiefs and the NFL on a weekly basis. Um, you know, from a long-term standpoint, I, I don't know, you know, where this possibly goes. Uh, some have talked about the NFL, you know, having franchises based in Europe. I, I don't know if we'll, we'll ever get there. But I do know that the game is growing uh, in Germany. Um, and uh, our presence there and the other NFL teams who are marketing in the region are going to do nothing but accelerate that. Let's go next to Blair Kirkhoff. Good, Blair. Hi, hi, Clark. I I just wanted to know since you're giving up the home game here, to what extent do you have input on identifying the opponent uh, in Germany? Yeah. So uh, the uh, home teams do have a say um, in um, uh, who they play overseas, and it's really more of an opportunity to to block uh, certain games, and uh, and then then the the league takes it for, from there. Um, something that has worked against the Chiefs playing overseas in recent years um, has been that teams always block us because they want to they want to keep the Chiefs as a home opponent uh, in the states. Um, so that's one of the reasons we haven't gone as a as a visiting team uh, in in recent years. Um, so anyhow, that that's how the the mechanism worked. Um, I think it's really exciting for the NFL that we ended up with this uh, great matchup uh, between two of the best teams uh, in the league, uh, two of the teams at the top of the AFC. Let's go back to Adam Teicher. I believe he had a follow up. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah. Hey, Clark, um, I want to go back to something you said a minute ago. You talked about what the game day experience might be for Chiefs fans who were there. Um, I was in London for that game a few years ago, and it was kind of a generic experience for the fans. There were some Chiefs signs and some stuff on the scoreboard, but really it was more generic. Will this feel like a, um, a game at Arrowhead Stadium for the fans? And if, if so, can you kind of elaborate on what that might mean? Well, I, I mentioned earlier that we'll be using our, our game day production. Uh, so the, the, the music, um, the celebrations uh, will be very similar uh, to it being a, a home game. 
Um, I, I'm obviously hopeful that uh, most of the fans uh, will be uh, wearing red. Um, we'll, we'll have um, Casey Wolf there, our cheerleaders, et cetera. So, you know, that, that part of it should feel uh, very similar. Uh, obviously, when you're in a new stadium, uh, like, like, you know, we'll be, uh, it's hard to know exactly what that, that atmosphere is going to be like. Um, and I, I mentioned how um, I was I was personally surprised by the atmosphere at Wembley uh, eight years ago. Look, we have three more. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Clark. I, I have a couple of questions just as far as expanding the brand internationally. And, and the first is, you know, you mentioned the importance of building it for the league and for the Chiefs. You have arguably the face of the NFL with Patrick Mahomes, and now you have a new international star in Travis Kelsey. What's the role and responsibility of the Chiefs as far as expanding the NFL's presence when you have those two 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 players? Well, it certainly uh, facilitates. Uh, growing your brand not only on a local or domestic basis, but when you when you have the face of the league and in, in Patrick and and you mentioned uh, Travis who who certainly has an incredible brand, <clears throat> um, that makes it a lot lot easier. And and I think that's one of the things that the league realized when they uh, put the local marketing program in place to allow teams to market uh, internationally is it, it's hard for the league. Uh, to to do that marketing without the assistance of the teams and the players. Uh, The teams really have an opportunity to to showcase the players. Obviously, the best way to do that is to play a game in the market like we'll be doing this weekend. Um, So, you know, that really facilitates it. Um, You know, Patrick, uh, one of his key sponsors, Adidas, uh, is based uh, in Germany. So that's another great tie uh, that I'm sure uh, Adidas will be using in in their marketing, the fact that they have one of their global stars coming to play in Frankfurt. And the the NFL has obviously been working to get you know the 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 game expanded, and flag football is going to be in the 2028 Olympics. What are your thoughts on that? And you know, there's also you've been talking about NFL players being allowed to participate. Um, would you enjoy seeing Chiefs players in in the Olympics? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you're right. The flag football is, is a great way, uh, to grow the sport internationally, um, is <clears throat> low cost, uh, relatively easy, uh, to learn. Um, it's safe. It can be played, uh, in small sided games. <clears throat> so the league has really leaned in, in terms of growing flag football, both in the United States, uh, and internationally. While I'm in Frankfurt, I'm actually going to uh, attend a a youth flag football uh, game. That's one of the things uh, that I'll be doing there. That's also something the Chiefs are supporting uh, in Germany is the growth of of flag football. I was really excited uh, when I heard the news about flag football being uh, approved for the Los Angeles Olympic Games that are coming up. Um, I think that'll really help mainstream uh, the sport. I think we've seen that with the Olympics over over times. So a, a lot of sports that you know maybe uh, secondary in nature uh, for the American audience, you really dial in and pay attention to it uh, during the Olympics. And I only think it's natural that the NFL is going to have a lot of players who want to play 
uh, in that tournament? It'll be a very interesting question uh, for a lot of uh, general managers and head coaches as to whether they're going to allow that to happen. Uh, But I wouldn't be surprised that, that we might have some players who are interested in doing it. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Clark, I got a follow-up and a couple other questions. Um, to, to Blair's question, you mentioned about the scheduling. Can you tell us what games you blocked from being the Germany game and how you guys landed on this this game here? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to stay away from that. Um, uh, but, you know, one of the, the great benefits that we've had in recent years is that all of our games uh, sell out. So, it, it was not a, a a big consideration for us. I, I think you know some teams are trying to make sure they they keep games they know they can sell out uh, at at home, but uh, that that was not really an issue for us. Okay, and then a uh, couple other things. Number one, we we've talked to you every once in a while. Just wanted to follow up right now and, and like kind of where you guys are on stadium issues. The Royals haven't said where they want to go yet has anything changed on your guys front on on anywhere you want to play football or any, anything on that front uh it it really hasn't um our priority uh continues to be uh trying to figure out a way to renovate arrowhead stadium and extend its life um we've uh you know been in communication with the royals and uh, we've been waiting for them to make a decision of, as to whether they're going to stay in Jackson County or whether they're going to go to Clay County. And once they, they make that decision, um, you know, that that will help us uh, with our process as, as we move forward. But our, our thinking hasn't hasn't changed. Uh, I'm sorry to say we haven't made a lot of progress, uh, you know, since uh, the beginning of the season. Uh, but it is something that we're focused on. We'll go last to Todd Palmer and then Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Clark, I appreciate your time, and I'll have a quick follow-up. Uh, I wanted to piggyback off the stadium question real quick. There's been some conversation that the Royals are looking at a 40-year lease and you guys are interested in closer to 25 or something. Are you guys having conversations with how long that lease would be in terms of extending that 3 cent sales tax, and where does that stand? Yeah, I, I have – heard that the Royals are focused on a, a longer lease, uh, which, you know, I, I think makes sense, particularly if they're in a, a new building. Um, you know, for us, if, if we go the renovation route, we, we really think the, the shorter lease is uh, more appropriate. Um, uh, Arrowhead's 51 plus years uh, old at this point already, and we'd be talking about a, a lease that wouldn't start for five, six years from now. Um, so 25 really, we think would, would be a better fit for us, um, that if the Royals do decide to stay, uh, in Jackson County, that's going to be an issue that we we've got to resolve. Uh, we've got to figure out how to make that work for both teams. And then as far as the international series, obviously it's grown immensely in recent years. Uh, what's the end game? There's been some conversation about maybe having a team permanently in London or maybe an international Super Bowl at one, at some point, Uh, where do you see this ultimately going for the league? Yeah, so I, I don't know what the ultimate destinations uh going to be, uh, but I, I do think that the league will continue to expand the series. Uh, so we've had, had games in, in Mexico, the UK, uh, Germany. Um, I'm on the international committee, and I know that the league is actively looking at other markets in Europe, uh, as well as South America and Asia, uh, to stage games. 
so I wouldn't be surprised if in the next, you know, five or so years, uh, we saw, you know, more games played and also uh, uh, different geographic locations than where the league's been before. We'll ask to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hi, Clark. Uh, this game is a great example of how uh, Kansas City has really been featured on the national and the international stage lately. Uh, the draft is a great example of that. World Cup coming to Kansas City is another example of that. Uh, just why is featuring Kansas City on the global stage important to you? Well, um, we, we really have a special opportunity uh, during this time period uh, in Chiefs football uh, to not only grow the Chiefs brand, but also grow uh, recognition of the city uh, of Kansas City. Um, you, you left out those uh, Super Bowl parades, uh, which have been pretty special uh, as well. Uh, but you're exactly right. The combination of the Super Bowl parades, uh, the draft, uh, the Chiefs uh, playing in Frankfurt, and then the World Cup uh, coming in two and a half years, uh, all of that puts a lot of eyeballs uh, on Kansas City and uh, indirectly is really a positive uh, for the economy. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that we've talked about in the context uh, of the World Cup um, is, you know, we really need to showcase that Kansas City is a great place to, to live, work, and play. And uh, I think we'll ha have that opportunity. And in some ways, uh, going to Germany uh, this weekend is is sort of full circle for me on it because my first introduction to Germany came in 1974, attending World Cup games uh, in in West Germany, and uh, I did go to Frankfurt uh, on the on that trip and saw West Germany play Poland in in what I think was a quarterfinal game. So you know that's something that's in the back of my mind, and and I know when fans uh, come to Kansas City in 2026. Uh, that they're going to have the same kind of experience and hopefully want to come back as a result. I think that's all we have for you, Clark. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.